0: On today's hot sheet. I'm discussing what consumers think about the 2024 housing market, Realtor.com's top 10 markets, and institutional home buyers. Today is Tuesday, December the 5th, 2023. I'm Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. good morning welcome back to the hot sheet let me know in the live chat if you're joining me here live which Market you're tuning in from I'm here back up in my Connecticut studio where I'll be finishing out the week with all of you hit the subscribe button in the end the Bell so you don't miss any of our hot sheets as well as any of our live content that we go uh, that we take when we go breaking news style all right uh tis the season right now for a lot of projections uh, surveys and outlooks into two thousand and twenty four. lending tree lending Tree is taking their part in just that. We've gone over a bunch of them here in the last feels like seven days or so, and I'm sure they will continue throughout the month. Lending tree, a survey of over two thousand u s consumers, has shown us that forty four percent of Americans believe the housing market could crash in the next year. another thirty one percent, of those consumers are unsure that is the majority of folks that they surveyed out of their 2000 that either believe that there could be a significant crash or are just unsure don't have enough information i would argue that um there's there's a mentality here that we're going from the consumer perspective that we must be heading towards what we experienced in 2008. That's the only way to correct unaffordability in the real estate market, even though in the history of our real estate market, that's only happened once when we had a bad, faulty mortgage product, when we had a mortgage crisis, which we're not experiencing, of course, today. What it tells me, though, is that there's not enough real estate professionals signaling the message doing a weekly show doing a weekly newsletter reaching out to their database and providing the information why do we create the hot sheet uh, back in January and stayed committed to it every single day that the market was open here in 2023 to arm real estate professionals with that data with that information make sure I'm, I'm imploring you make sure you take the data and help educate folks i know if you're a Xer, if you're a Bamer, you're doing just that. Uh, because th- this is shocking that there's this many that are still. I guess it shouldn't be shocking because you got uh, a lot of misinformation out there. But a crash. A, when I hear crash, I'm I'm thinking twenty percent. Uh, you know, five percent off on pricing after forty plus percent gains the last few years uh, overall. Uh, to me, is not a crash. It it is a trimming. It it is an adjustment. Uh, A crash would be 15, 20% in a six to 12 month window. What is surprising though, is that, and you can find this full article on nowbam.com. What is surprising is that 35% are hoping for a crash so three and a half people out of 10 are rooting for the u.s housing market to fall apart to crash well oftentimes these aren't even the ones that are in position to create an opportunity for themselves and for their family they're just negative nellies rooting against the housing market so it's an interesting mindset that people would be consumers would be rooting against the market, but. As real estate professionals, as people who pay attention to housing each and every single day, as we do here on the hot sheet, we should know what consumers are thinking. And 35% are so disgusted with the affordability in the housing market that they're actually rooting for a crash. They're in the stands, probably the bleachers, yes, and cheering on a housing crash. 44% believe it could crash. So out of these 2,000 or or more um, that were surveyed, um, uh, there's 52%. Here's the generational breakdown. 52% were millennials, so they've got this lending tree categorized. You can see different categories for millennials, but they have it as age 27 to 42. Um, They're most likely millennials to expect a market crash within the next year. I'd argue that millennials are probably also the hardest uh out of the real demographics of buyers and, and sellers the uh sellers the the gen Z isn't a real uh demo just yet on the forefront so out of the actual demographic, you know uh generations that are players in the game, i would argue that millennials are the hardest to educate um m- millennials do tend to not listen or 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 certainly have that shorter attention span at times to listening to attention. So it's going to be maybe more difficult to break through to some of them, uh, millennials on this type of education that is needed. We certainly know if you've been, you know, you can go back and watch, you know, almost a couple hundred streams that we've done this year on, on the hot sheet. There's absolutely no indication that a crash is anywhere in our near future. In fact, yesterday we made the argument that if some of these projections are right in, I mean, realtor.com projecting 14% drop in inventory, I would argue that prices are only going to go up. I mean, certainly if we if we continue to see the trend line of inventory dropping, you know, simple supply and demand curve uh could make that argument. 30% of baby boomers, which is 59 to 77. Uh, have the same expectation. So so 52% of millennials most likely to expect a market crash for the next year. Only 30% of boomers, a little more experience, a, a little bit more knowledge of what's going on. They've seen a few more things. Almost half of the boomers in comparison to the millennials expect there to be a real estate market housing crash. After millennials come those Gen Zers, age 18 to 26, 48% believe a market crash. None of them have even been through a market crash. They don't even know what it feels like. (laughs) They never experienced one. Uh, Followed by 42% of Gen X, 43 to 58. Okay, by uh, parental status, 55% of parents with children younger than 18 expect a market crash followed by 39% of those without children and 35% of those with children 18 or older. Um, I'm paying attention more to the millennials and the boomers as as I tend to right now. They're the two biggest demographics when it comes to buyers and, and potential sellers of real estate. Uh, obviously, the two biggest generations, largest generations by population. Um but they're also they've got the most skin in the game in the real estate industry. I see an opportunity with millennials being able to break through and and give them a higher level of education. Boomers are already seemingly on the same page. There's thirty percent of them, though still that do expect um, a market crash. But I see huge opportunity in the millennials if you can figure out a way to break through um if you can provide great value if you can connect on their level like experiences maybe it's a wine and cheese uh talk about the market talk about the reasons why there's not a crash coming crash to me again is 15 to 20 percent. there's not a projection in the world that you can find that's looking at 15 to 10 percent. there isn't anything besides a banking crisis called caused by uh, a commercial real estate market meltdown that just evaporates banks in the country in 2024 uh, that could create a residential real estate market crash. We talk commercial, the crash is happening. So, you know, we got to separate the two and maybe that's the, the, the way to, you know, you know, frame the art, frame the education, frame the webinar, frame the the wine and cheese event, when you've got a group of people in your database in front of you, it's, Hey, there is a crash happening in commercial. Here's what's happening in residential. Here's why a crash isn't coming. You know, look at the lending standards from yesteryear, the more, the GF, the, the great financial crisis and the changes they did in 09 through 12 and, and where they stand today, how hard it is to get, um uh, to get one of those mar- mortgages, uh, 44% again. Yeah. Uh, the housing market is going to crash homeowners out of this, this category were a little more likely than non homeowners to think a housing crash is likely in the next 12 months. Interesting homeowners, 46% versus non homeowners, 41%. By the way, all the charts, all the data We'll drop it into BAMX, make it easy for you to do a daily download. I, and I've been teasing about the show notes. We're going to do show notes on starting on Monday. We're going to start giving away show notes for all the BAMX members. So I know some of you in the comments are like, hey, I want these show notes. Uh, we're going to start making those accessible to all BAMX members. You can use hot, code HOT to get 10% off if you're not a BAMX member. You will take these show notes. Every single day, we're going to give you our show notes. By the way, the show notes look like this. We do this for every show. So you'll get it every single day if you're a BAMX member. Um, You'll be able to take those show notes and create the education you need to deliver to your database, to these millennials, or to... uh, Lenny, it's coming on Monday. So show notes for Bamax members. If you're not a BAMX member yet, get, uh, get in there code hot to get 10% off. So you'll get the show notes every single, every single day. My advice would be to take those show notes, do a weekly show, pick two of the 15 to 20 topics that we do as your macro topic. One local, uh, there's your weekly show, your, your newsletter, um, your, your, your Instagram carousels, whatever, whatever, uh, content you're, you're pumping out right now to help educate. These people who are, a lot of them are really misinformed. see how many followers that YouTube account ReVenture has, who's been calling Crash since the end of 2019, cost a lot of folks a lot of money. Telling people not to buy in 2020. When in 2021, when when mortgage rates were, you get one at 275. It was the easy button for buying in real estate you'd have to be a dummy not to see it well apparently he's got a lot of you know people that are want this 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 bad advice that <laughs> they're following him it's crazy uh more than a third of homeowners and 35% of Americans overall express a desire for this housing market to crash a thir- 36% of homeowners Want the market to crash. I don't understand that one. Okay. There is a sometimes a destructive mentality with some people. Um, this is the lending tree survey. So, you know, I'm not I'm not supporting these numbers and just telling you where consumers' mindsets are. Reasons include 15% wanting a housing crash to lower property taxes. Okay. Another 15% believing it could improve market stability. So they think the market's out of control. Want to get inflation down? Want to get maybe the overall economy stable? Hey, if you're not leaving your house, I could see that argument. Not leaving for fifteen years, ten years. Go ahead let let the uh, market crash get you know inflation under control. Get my prices under control. Get my business under control. Get my ability to borrow money for my you know if it's a business owner, my ability to borrow under control could be an argument there. Lower property taxes. This is going to become a bigger discussion in 2024. Here's a projection for me. Here's a prediction, a 2024 prediction for me, not from realtor.com, not from SirHant, not from LendingTree. Property taxes are going to become a big discussion in 2024. Biggest we've seen in the last 10 years. All these assessments are popping. I own a house here in Connecticut. What did I just get in the mail? New assessment. Assessment went up a lot. Luckily, it's the second lowest mill rate. We go mill rates in Connecticut. So it's how they calculate the taxes, second lowest in the state. That's why I bought in that town. I see value in low property taxes. I was in a very high tax town before that with an HOA, I said, this is crazy. I'm going to sell it to what I perceived was the top of that particular community's value. Got in probably at the near top of the market in the new neighborhood and in the, in the new town did a full renovation. So, so bought under renovated value, did a full renovation, but bought for property taxes. Big discussion in 2024 see the problem is those that are rooting for a market crash it's not going to impact your taxes till what depending on where you live may not impact your taxes year two three years down the road that crash has to take place those values have to become what they are those new assessments have to roll out takes time the time now in 24 why it'll become a big discussion on property taxes is because the assessments are catching up from the appreciation we've experienced the last 3 years. Let me know in your market if you think property taxes are going to become a huge issue. Uh views on the mortgage rates from this lending tree survey. So consumers 2000 American views 2000 consumers in America their views on mortgage rates. Despite a significant drop in rates, 79% of Americans expect rates to increase for at least another year. Over half, 53%, are concerned that rates will remain high. There's optimism among Gen Z, 21%, that rates will fall between 5 and 5.99. I hope so, Gen Z. I hope you're right for once, Gen Z. Let's roll with Gen Z. While boomers, 21%, expect rates between 7 and 7.99. So boomers are uh, you know, on the other side of that. They're thinking higher for longer. Now, I made the argument yesterday that we could get in the fives under six. If we had a normal spread on the 10-year to 30-year, and this is Logan Modishami says from Housing Wire. you get a normal spread right now. If we had a normal spread, Gen Z would be right. We'd be under 6%. What could create a more normal spread for the first time in the last like three years? The Fed could start cutting the, the interest rate and you could start to see that normalize. That, that would be the fastest way to, to push this thing down the quickest. There's not many projections that say the 30-year fix will fall into that category. There was some just six months ago, not anymore. They've all bumped them up higher for longer, high sixes, some as high as seven. Um, half of homeowners, by the way, 50%, say the mortgage rate is keeping them in place so this speaks to I guess realtor.com's projections yesterday where you know th- th- they believe there's going to be you know flat on the transactions and at the same time they believe there's going to be a price decline but 14 percent less inventory you can figure that one out I don't know how you get a price decline um, on 14 percent less inventory, but 14 percent less inventory speaks to 50% saying, hey, this mortgage rate's locking me in. It's keeping me where I am. In order for, for folks to buy a home, 32% of them believe the only way to do it is with a market crash. Th- 32% say, hey, only way I'm affording a home in 24 is if this thing blows up. And so maybe that's why you got some uh, rooting for that. Uh, Americans most likely to worry about these mortgage rates going into the new year, those with children under the age of eighteen. Uh, household incomes of seventy five thousand to ninety nine thousand used to be able to be able, you know, buy a home here in this category, no problem. Seventy five thousand and to under it's a hundred, it's it's real hard now. It's it's super difficult if you're at seventy five thousand. With the inventory and the rates, it's really, really hard. It can be done in some areas, but it's gonna be hard. Uh, And then millennials overall, okay, are worried about rates. Also women, 56% tend to worry more about high interest rates than men. Well, they're just smarter than men, right? So, I mean, they're worrying about the obvious problem. Men are like, ah, what's the rate? I just need to go buy a house. Uh, do, you, do you think you'll ever be able to buy a home again in the future? It's an interesting question. 50%. Yeah. So one out of two people think the future's bright like I do. They're optimistic. Yeah, I'll be able to buy a house. But 19% are unsure. 11% don't think they'll ever be able to buy a house. So 30% are either unsure or just don't believe they'll ever be able to buy a house. And 19% has just have just quit. I'll never look to buy again. They're, they've just submitted to what Jerome Powell wants, a renter nation. They've just said, yep, I'm good with being a renter for life. That's what Jay Powell wants. Uh, that's what the uh, US.gov wants to see. I'll, I'll, deal with, I'll deal with that. What are homeowners worried about when it comes to the housing market? uh high home what are non-homeowners high home prices high mortgage rates homelessness economic impact housing market crash low inventory we'll drop all these charts down below you want to use them for a green screen you want to use them for we'll drop them into bam x rather um you'll be able to use all these in your newsletter your green screen um let's shift off of lending tree what they think or, or the the data that they accumulated with consumers and go over to some more projections from realtor.com. We looked at some yesterday. Now let's look at where they believe the top housing markets for 2024 are going to be, all right? Uh, They believe that there are markets that could see double-digit growth as some areas rebound from lows. So they've identified the markets that they believe could explode, could have double-digit growth Explosive growth. There are eight metros that they've identified to have double-digit growth in 2024. Uh, Now, these levels remain below 2021-2022 levels and pre-pandemic levels, okay? Except for one. There's a market they have above those levels. That's the number one market on the list. That's Toledo, Ohio. All right, if you're selling in Toledo, I'd be using this as like the 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 big news. Hey, we're going to have huge growth, bigger growth than during the pandemic. Um so this is on sales, too. This is on transactions. Who would love to have double digit percentage growth on transaction? 14% existing home sale counts year over year. Toledo, a 14% I think every agent in America would take fourteen percent tick up on total transactions. Toledo agents do the Macarena. Two thousand twenty-four existing home median sale price year over year eight point three percent in Toledo. Uh, then you've got Ventura, California, at two; Rochester, New York, San Diego, at four; Riverside, San Bar, uh, Bernardino. Um. Bakersfield, California, Springfield, Mass in at 7, Worcester, Mass at 8, Grand Rapids, Kentwood, Michigan at 9, and then LA, Long Beach, Anaheim area at 10. Double digit uh, in most of these areas, double digit transaction count, all of them going up in price, according to Realtor.com. affordability uh, propels sales and price growth in top markets in the Midwest and Northeast. Okay. So they're looking at that Worcester. I, I don't know Toledo, but they're looking at that Worcester market and they're saying that this is a affordable area as of October, 2023, all these areas except for Worcester had median listing prices below the national average. I would also consider Worcester for the surrounding areas, very affordable. Uh, and that's what the, that's the argument they make here. Was 41.8 percent less expensive than nearby Boston Metro area, which is uh, much of its out of town home searchers originate. So you got to look at that surrounding area as well. Um, but all the other metros had median listing prices below national average. So there you go. According to Realtor.com, more projections from Realtor.com. I didn't love all of the projections yesterday. Uh, didn't love them all yesterday but there's some some more projections from them on where the top housing markets will be here in 2024 what's well, been a hot topic the last couple of years and we'll see where it goes in 2024 has been institutional buyers uh, many we've dispelled it here many people believe institutional buyers it's a it's a common theme just like this Housing crash thing can be a common theme for normal consumers, not paying attention, not being educated. Um, Institutional, there's there's this thought that institutional buyers are buying all the homes. Not true, obviously. Um, But there's also a shift in institutional buyer activity right now. It might not be the one you think. Okay. There's thought that, okay, markets high, interest rates are high, these institutional buyers are going to have to just start offloading all the properties they've bought. They're not having an institutional sell-off. They're actually just holding overall. Only three out of 21 major institutional home buyers are selling at least 2% of their portfolios at the present time. Most of them are just holding firm. Are they waiting for, are these institutional buyers waiting for lower rates? You can't really argue that they're waiting for a better time to cash out on these properties. You know, there's a belief that home prices can go up next year. There's a lot more belief that it'll just stay flat. There's some that it'll go down. You're kind of rolling the dice if you're rolling the dice on price. You would argue that institutional buyers, if if they were going to do a sell-off, it would have been this year that there was... You know, the cards are stacked in their favor. We do finally see signs that inventory could tick up. You want to sell at the lowest inventory level possible when demand is still present, which it is. So you can't really argue that they're waiting to the perfect moment in 24 to do a, a sell-off. Are they waiting for rates to come down? Do they believe rates are going to come down and they'll just maybe refi or buy more? They're so bullish on the, are they so bullish on the rental market in the future for single family homes that they're like, why would I sell this asset? Shows you the strength of how Wall Street and institutional buyers believe in this asset class right now. If they're not selling, why should, why should many Americans who own own single-family homes? Housing inventory uh, for sale among institutional buyers. Only Vinebrook, Sylvan, and SFR3 have over 2% of their portfolio listed. That's only hundreds of homes. 545 for Vinebrook, 114 for um, Sylvan, and 185 for SFR3. Vine Brooks is the only one in the but even over 200. Well, I get you got another one there. American Homes for Rent. 230 homes listed for sale. These are the top institutional buyers across America on this table. We'll drop it down for PMX people we'll grab that if you want it. Um not a lot of these institutional buyers, really none of them are major sellers right now. Weinberg Homes Trust owned 25,716 homes at the end of Q3 22, which is down from 27,211 homes in quarter four 22. So a little pruning. What were those little plants they used to sell in the commercials back in the day? The uh, I have a, a general Zer sitting here. She doesn't even know what I'm talking about. If you know the plant I'm talking about in the comments, is it a Fiji plant or something? You used to cut it with the scissors, a little, and you know, I was like a home project. I don't, I don't know why people, I never bought one, but uh, it's the pruning, the plant pruning right now. That's all they're doing. They're not selling them off. They believe in this product, single family rental, uh, even in the high interest rate. The little bonsai tree. Yes, John, the little bonsai tree. I should pull up a picture of the little bonsai. Uh, for anybody not familiar with that, I, I can't. I mean, if this was, yeah, the little bonsai tree here it is. This was like an infomercial. People would buy these like crazy. A genius, whoever sold the little bonsai tree. What happened to the little bonsai? Anybody still bonsaiing out there? Tweet me a picture of it at, at Byron Lozane. Uh, in in quarter two of 2022, institutional landlords firms owning at least a thousand homes—that's an institutional landlord definition. Firms owning at least one thousand homes—that's the institutional uh landlord. So you can own a hundred homes in a town. You're not institutional. You're you're a a local investor. You're a local landlord. Uh, so firms owning at least a thousand homes or more. In quarter two of 22, it felt like they were buying so many because they were buying more than they typically do. It was only 2.4% of home purchases in that quarter, quarter two of 22, equivalent to one out of every 42 home purchases. So there was enough anecdotal local stories of, wow, I'm getting beat out by an institutional felt bigger than it was. It was 2.4% that frenzy fizzled out once interest rates spiked okay so the buying has dropped off the holding is what's happening in quarter three of 23 institutional landlords only accounted for 0.4 percent of home purchases one out of 250 see how it flips with rates that cheap money has helped more of these institutional buyers pick up rental assets the re- At the same time, the really high interest rate is pushing folks into rentals. He, this, this is why I say Jerome Powell. Is he wishing for a renter nation? When you ratchet these rates up high, you cause people to, to go affordability route of rentals. When you make them low, you, you got a lot of investors scooping them up. They probably should be in a normal range here, Right. If you look back on the last ten years, what's no, like four percent, five percent? I think we could all find um, some solace in that market, four or five percent, just like we can with. Oh, this is getting better by the minute. With where the ten year is, cause for celebration here today. Four point one seven on the ten year Treasury. Four point one seven. We're down below 4.2 i'm excited to see where the 30-year fix goes today yesterday we ended at 7.11 we could now actually get a 6.9 something reading we're under 4.2 we weren't under 4.2 yesterday when we signed off on the show on the 10-year remember if we had a normal spread we'd be under six today on the 30 year we're getting good news here at the end of the year we're getting good momentum on the 30 year fix. If you wanna have a good 2024 and you wanna get the most out of BAM, make sure you become a BAMX member. Use code HOT to get 10% off of BAMX. We're gonna start dropping show notes on Monday. So if you haven't made the decision, there's your reason to get in. We're gonna drop the show notes every single day for BAMX members, all right? Um, I'll get our senior editor who writes these. And myself, we'll do a a live stream inside of BAMX. That's the other thing you're missing if you're not a BAMX member is these live streams. We'll break down the show notes, how to use them, how to produce them for your show. Uh, So that'll kick off on Monday. All right? Just for the BAMXers. Hope you guys appreciate the show. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss one of our hot sheets or any of our live content. And have a great day till tomorrow or till two o'clock, so we've got the real word, real word pod on the channel, two o'clock. So I guess until then, to low